0: all right i'm going to do a little vocal exercise if you do know the words i would like you to join in because no one has got it yet you would be the first if you get it and okay. uh this is not planned because of your your season i always do this <laughs> no one ever gets it okay so i'm okay. gonna do a little vocal exercise okay. i was dreaming when i wrote this forgive me if it goes astray but when i woke up this morning i could have sworn it was judgment day the sky was all purple there were people running everywhere what's the next line uh, oh man! Oh no, man! No, Trying to run no. from the destruction. You know, I didn't even care. Uh, Prince, 1999, man, that's you. Yes, 1999. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, we'll yes. get it. Okay. So now I'm going to do yeah, your. Yeah. Int- I'm going to do your intro now. Okay, sir. Yes. <laughs> one day someone's going to get that. Okay. <laughs> Am I the Holy only one football. that likes Prince? Do I? Uh, you like Prince, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm going to do your intro. Yes. <clears throat> yum yum yum. yum hi everyone welcome back to the podcast my first season my name is greg and ooh we got a special one today we first met in club med uh, paradise island in the 2002-2003 winter season i first heard about this gentleman from a mutual acquaintance that we have named joker when joker mm-hmm. found out i was going to paradise island he goes oh P. he's gonna be there oh my god oh you know what he says he loves it when uh, you ask him a question you don't know and he goes you don't know anyway so we're <laughs> gonna get into that because joker can stop saying you don't know. Uh, so everyone, without further ado, from Montreal, my hometown, please give it up for Peter. Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey,
1: Greg. How are you? So
0: good to hear your voice. And yours too. Thank you. Thank, you, well. thank you. Yes, it has, sir. It has, man. But you still look good, <laughs> judging by Facebook, man. Man, you're still, oh, you're no. still beautiful.
1: Right <laughs> now, as are you, my friend. Yerk. <laughs> <laughs> Can only aspire to be as beautiful as you. <laughs>
0: Oh, you gave me a run for my money. I tell you that, man. (laughs) Man, those pictures Paula took of you, yikes. (laughs) I was starting to question everything. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so let's, yeah, let's get into how, yeah. So, uh, so Joker, I think had worked with you, but then I think because you had stayed a year, I believe in paradise. So Joker finds out I'm going to paradise and he keeps talking nonstop about you. And he goes, oh my God, if you ask him a question like, hey Pete, what's the dress code tonight? And you would say, I mean, you don't know. (laughs) Okay. So is I'd this say, is this is this true? Did you actually <laughs> kind of tease him like that, or or is that is this something I, that he completely made up?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'd say what you don't know. Okay, <laughs> everyone from that season would recognize that. <laughs> okay, so
0: that was your catchphrase. <laughs>
1: you don't know. Yeah. Okay, great, man. All right. Kind of stuck for, a while, for the whole season, I think.
0: <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about Paradise right away, okay. so uh, I don't know much about your first season, so you know how yep. we do it here. I'd like you to take yep. me back to where you're living, where you're working, where you're going to school, and how the heck did you find out about Club Med? Take me back.
1: Yeah. So, how far back do you want to start?
0: Well, school. Well, actually, I would like to know because since you're a tennis pro, how what yes. how yeah. old were you? Like, how did you get interested in tennis? Because it's an yeah. incredi- incredibly hard sport. So, how did you yes. first get into yes. that?
1: Yeah, started playing tennis uh, at a very young age, maybe 12 years old. I want to say. Really. And, um, next thing you know, I'm um, joining joining a tennis club and. Or, junior development program and started training every single day almost, let's say six days a week, um to eventually play competitive tennis. I was actually ranked in Quebec in juniors. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah I played uh, competitive junior tennis and um and that's basically it. Um, at that point, uh, I went to high school at, in Pierrefond, Pierrefond Comprehensive. There was no real tennis program there. So I wasn't able to play uh, for my school. Yeah. So that's basically it. And started teaching tennis in summers. I would teach uh, on the side. And uh, that is uh, how it all began.
0: Did you, okay, so when you said you learned at 12, is it something you saw on TV first? Like, how did you know that you liked it? Were you playing ping pong before? Like, what happened?
1: No, I was a tennis kid, you know, growing up. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, tennis kid, I'm saying, I should say a sports kid. I played hockey, baseball, uh, pretty much all the sports and tennis was one of the sports sports my parents wanted me to try and that stuck you know I really enjoyed it and then from there here we go with the programs and the uh, hiring a coach and this and that at a very young age and I just loved it so I stuck with it wow oh man
0: that's cool yeah and then uh, we fast forward a bit and okay I guess what were you doing when you heard about like or who told you about club were you going to school working
1: No, so that was an interesting story, how it first started. I had a buddy of mine that was actually working in Paradise Island. He got hired. I don't know how he heard about Club Med, but he ended up by working in Paradise for a few months. And then he came back. I don't even think he finished his contract. But anyway, he came back and uh, I had heard through other mutual friends that he had gone where he had been contracted by Club Med. I'm like, wow, that's incredible, you know? So when I saw him, I uh, asked him about it, and he kept talking to me about how amazing that experience was, and uh, he knows I'm a tennis guy, so he says, well, why don't you try and get in for tennis? Here's what you need to do. Call this number, he gave me a number, I think he gave me G.A.'s number uh, when she was at the uh, Florida office, and he said, ask for G.A., tell him mark referred you <laughs> and uh he get,
0: was he getting paid by referral hey <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he okay. Wasn't. okay i was trying to hook up a friend you know okay like he sold me on the uh, club med i've actually been to a club med once really when i was 95 maybe i was young i must have been 14 15 um Wh- which one do you remember yeah sandpiper okay i went to sandpiper for about five, six days with my dad. Too young to really understand, you know, like the whole Geo thing, but loving it nonetheless.
0: Were you there for the ATP program? Like, is that why you went to Uh, Sandpiper or just a happy coincidence?
1: Happy coincidence. So yeah, basically I was playing tennis every day with the tennis pro and blah, blah, blah. Too young to be out at night, you know, I was 14, 15. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, loving that whole environment, that whole context at a young age, but didn't really look past that right at 14 15 you're not thinking too much about me wanting to be a geo one day yeah, um, yeah.
0: you're thinking about the buffet right
1: I'm just thinking about the buffet playing tennis <laughs> maybe turning pro one day <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah so when my buddy came back from his contract um, he was talking about how amazing, the partying, the this, the that, the good times, the friends, the people from all over the world, just the great vibe. So it's an easy sell, right? When it's described to you that way. And yeah, especially
0: I, if, you're if you're from like, Montreal and there's winter, right? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, come to my house. I'll give you GA's number or office number. I'll give her a call. Tell her Mark uh, referred you and um, see where it goes, you know, called t- believe it or not, called GA for amazing. GA is awesome. Yes. Uh, And it so happened to be a perfect timing kind of scenario where they needed a tennis pro like right away. So one of the first things she said to me is like, how early can you leave? (laughs) So you had
0: not much of an audition or interview. It was like, we need you.
1: I I called, I asked for GA. Wow. and I've never done obviously club meds. She would know that and um yeah i'm interested in you know teaching tennis in one, one of the resorts not knowing more than that really were you, know, you teaching things. at the time like cause you she obviously needed you fast so were you in a
0: job that you could get out of like were you teaching yeah
1: tennis? yeah i was teaching tennis uh on the side so i was okay. teaching tennis the summer and i also had a job i was working as an assistant manager at west coast um in fairview point clara so that's a men's clothing store yes i was working there i was teaching tennis and then this whole maybe club men thing yeah so no i didn't go through that interview process pretty much everyone goes through it was a good timing kind of thing where i called it in i spoke to ga right away i told her that i was a tennis pro and then she's like when can you leave we'll go through the interview process of course you know, making sure I'm a good fit for the brand and Club Med. And will I be a good geo Obviously trying to see what kind of personality I had. She'd bring out certain things in out of me during this interview over the phone. She was really, really good. And obviously looking for experience. So um, yeah, next thing you know, get the email <laughs> with what to bring and what themes and what colors of clothing and uh, what to expect and this, that and the other. And, and off you go two weeks later.
0: <laughs> and so you hit Punta Cana now. How many uh, tennis geos are there in Punta
1: Cana? You know what? Punta Cana 99 was a relaunch. It was a reopening of the village. I had heard that, I don't know if it was 98 or even before, I think a hurricane hit, did some damage to the village. They rebuilt and uh, reopened. I wasn't there for the very beginning of the opening. I came later. Yeah, so tennis program is very small. It was a very beginner program when I first um, arrived. So it wasn't offering any kind of high level um, tennis training. It was very entry level. So it wasn't really advanced in terms of, you know, it being um, a tennis village or a tennis high performance training facility, nothing like that. It was very, very beginner. See,
0: okay. This is it. And so it was you and one other geo, or you were the, yep. you were the, okay, two, two, two geos.
1: Two GOs. I had a chief tennis. She was the chief of tennis. She was from France. Very uh, low level, uh, not very experienced. So, uh, yeah, so we were two. And throughout the, towards the end of the season, they had changed the whole training uh, program. They had implemented more of an intermediate and starting to uh, implement a, more, a little more of an advanced program.
0: Now, did you have any
1: culture shock that first week you arrived about anything? Oh, goodness. So here's the thing. I'm a young guy, <laughs> 19 years old, I think, at the time. And I arrived there thinking, cool, I'm going to teach tennis in the Caribbean, right? Beach, ocean, teaching tennis, and that's it. Wow, was I wrong? <laughs> about, so I, about about what? <laughs> About everything a geo does in a day, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of work we actually did because
0: so I guess you weren't paying that much attention in Sandpiper when you were there, <laughs> okay. oh so
1: I was 14 15 just okay, but had the days uh, day
0: off started yet and when you arrived in winter of 99 or were they already in place the day off? Like, I kind know, know it started uh, 99, right? The day off, so What? The, was the, day, the day the offs did they start in 1999? Like I I know they started at some time in 1999, but so was there? Did you work seven days a week when you got there, or was it six?
1: Yeah, no, six. It was six. Okay, all right. It, good. it just changed. Um, yeah, I remember someone saying not too long ago it was seven days, but it was six. And um, yeah, uh, but fun work. I mean, wow, just amazing stuff. So when I arrived, <laughs> here's a good story. I arrived thinking. You know, I'm going to teach tennis in the Caribbean. How cool is that? And I arrived to this big resort. So this, this resort uh, expanded uh, for the reopening. It got, supposedly it was it was smaller before. Now it's much bigger. So I arrived there. Tennis, t- the sports team is there to greet me. And the chief of sports is no other than Umberto Marzotti. So... Oh, yes. Team, Did he have a nickname? You know,
0: Did he have a nickname?
1: Kiko. Oh, yes. Kiko. Okay, that's Kiko. right. So Kiko's there. Uh, and everyone is in pareos, <laughs> so it's pareo day, right? So pareo, topless uh, men,
0: just the men, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, and that's it. And he's expecting me, and I arrive, young guy. And uh, he brought along the. Um, you know or a, everyone available from the sports team to come greet me. A new tennis guys coming in, let's give them the proper greeting. Everyone's in a pareo, everyone's tanned, everyone's looking good. You know, <laughs> guys, girls. I'm like, oh my god, what did I sign up for? To get myself into and with his imposing voice, he has so much character. This guy, so he's like, Peter, he noticed me right away because probably my tennis back, and then that's where we met welcome to the team and this and that and here let me show you it's your first season all this um, great energy that I'm getting from this guy you know and um, and here I am my mind's going like (laughs) everyone in Pareos everyone's you know everyone's built everyone's tanned everyone's looking good I I, I might be out of my league (laughs) what have I got myself into and uh, (laughs) you know that's uh, how it started and then um, met the team and the whole beginning process of uh, going through HR and showing me around in the first day, first week, you know, understanding how things work and the scheduling and all that stuff.
0: Okay. I have a question for you. It goes under the culture shock because I love telling this story because I had a very nice tennis geo named Fabio in Turkey when I was chief of sports. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this, you never encountered this at all when you were teaching tennis in Montreal, I guarantee you weren't. So did it ever happen to you <laughs> mm-hmm. when you started giving your lessons that um, I guess anyone of the n- European nationality showed up to your tennis lesson in a Speedo and running shoes. Did this no. ever, hap- ever happen?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Okay. So yeah. so Fabio would get incensed. He couldn't, he couldn't fathom that, you know, it's a gentleman's sport. You should show up in the proper attire. Even I agree with that, you know, golf and tennis. Yeah. And he would, th- he'd say, what are you doing here? And the guy would be, oh, I'm here for tennis. He goes, no, 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 no. You're dressed for the, the, the beach. The beach is that way, sir. So how did how did you react when the, you met your first GM showing up in a Speedo to your tennis lesson? What did you do? You know what? What did you do? Did you roll with it? What happened?
1: Yeah. So I basically rolled with that because <laughs> I arrived and I was greeted by a whole bunch of G.O.s that were pario's. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But I'd rather do a tennis lesson
0: in a pareo than,
1: than a Speedo. Okay, mind you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So someone turning up tennis court and as long as he had tennis shoes uh, and a t shirt but yeah he's speedo it 's all good okay. you know bring right. it on so it didn't it, it
0: didn 't phase you too much then no
1: it didn 't phase me too much. I was able to adjust to that uh, pretty easily, okay. <laughs> all things considered, you know i mean you're arriving to Ed, all these themes, all these people from everywhere, from all over the world, in this one resort, creating atmosphere doing. Are, are doing all kinds of different jobs and we're always on, we're always vibrant and high energy and smiling and positive and great energy, man. And so, you know, someone coming up uh, to tennis in a Speedo and a t-shirt and sneakers. No problem, man. Bring it on. Okay. Mm. <laughs> right Now
0: you, know? you, you had arrived, you had arrived in the winter. So you, uh maybe you knew at the time you did and you, so you had missed the, working at Club Med at Christmas and New Year's. So did you, later on, were you grateful that you arrived when you did? Or were you sad that you missed
1: Christmas? No. You know, I never, uh, my contract ended um, right before Christmas. So it was 99, I didn't get the Christmas, actually.
0: Oh, so you, well, you still spend a fair amount of time then there. Yeah. Two seasons, right?
1: Yeah, one year, one year, or, or no, I should say under that eight months. Okay. And it was total eight months because I didn't start the you know seasons where basically, if I remember right, a winter season would start when October, they would finish in May, and then the summer season starts something like that. So I came like later on in the winter season. Ended up by doing the summer season.
0: Now in Paradise, I remember you as a good dancer. Did you start off as a good dancer your first season? Did you always great? Have
1: that? Here, here's the thing with that. I, yeah,
0: I'm leading up to the show, so I just want yeah. to know if you were so, you were already prepared.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a thing with the shows. Everyone used to ask me, so how was it this, that, shows, and this, and that? Because they would see a lot of the pictures and Paradise Island. I was on stage. and But in 99, I arrived there, and what a team, I have to say. Honestly, talent-wise, must have been the best season I've ever had overall. Like, so much talent. Chief of Village at the time was Moise Aikana. Moise is—I don't know if you've heard of him. Yes, uh, he is total, total super chef de village, incredible showman, absolutely amazing on stage, amazing dancer, amazing performer, amazing on the mic on multiple languages. I was like next level. And chief of animation was Cookie. Oh, uh, Cookie, he was Malaysia from Malaysia yeah, 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 yeah Cookie was so good too Between these chief of services um, Kiko being sports Awesome entertainer uh, High energy, great on stage uh, Cookie, absolutely amazing dancer Great on stage, great performer Moise was the show stopper Unbelievable Animation was flow. You've heard of Flow. Everyone oh, yeah. knows Flo in Club Med yep. Florian Bernier. he was doing doing animation then he was animation then oh
0: i think i knew him as circus circus uh,
1: when i met him he eventually went to circus or maybe he was circus before and then he went to animation that season okay animation just killer guy was so good man he was such a great daily animator you know those Daytime passages and making people laugh and coming up with ideas to sort of make people smile. This guy was so on point. Yeah, so just so much talent in that season. The choreographer was Monica from Brazil. She was such like a pro dancer. Simon says, you know him. He was, yeah, he was uh, a Believe it or not. Oh, he was? You're kidding. He was. He was land sports, oh, and I met uh, him
0: as uh, he was chief of circus in Kang. Oh,
1: chief of circus. So that, oh. I mean, he transitioned after that season. I think to oh, circus. Wow. Okay. It was that year, actually. I didn't, I didn't know he did land sports. Cool. He was, he, was, he was land sports, but he was doing like circus shows and stuff. He was just, like very involved in the circus team. And circus team, like a former Cirque Soleil guy, uh, Caius. I forget what his nickname was. Uh, Caius from St. Lucia and Mac Probably heard of Mac Oh wow, sounds like a, yeah, yeah. so far you're describing a dream team here <laughs> Total, total Like I'm showing up Young guy, no experience No dance background No entertainment Doing a show kind of thing And here I am, obviously when you're not in the show you got to be around the show With the guests, right, that's the way it works Clement, so there's always an involvement But you're sitting in the crowd watching your your other, your colleagues, let's call them that, uh, do these amazing performances, these outrageous shows, man. And like watching all these people and they're just so talented. And the shows were just so high level. They're professional shows, man. So, and yeah, so at some point I'm watching all these people go and I'm saying to myself, okay, if I'm gonna be that super Jill, let's call it, let's label at that. I need to start somewhere. <laughs> I need to start getting involved in shows. So I went to see a choreographer. I went to see Cookie, chief of animation. And I basically told him I want to start doing shows. You know, I have no dance background. blah blah. Was, no problem, no problem, no problem. Monica took me under her wing. And she's going to start off in the, you know, background of a show here and there. You know, in the third, fourth row. Because uh, Punta Cana is quite a big stage. Nothing like Paradise Sun. Very small stage. Punta is huge such a big setup and uh so monica took me under her wing she started doing some rehearsals on free time so i'd be off and i'd come meet up with her and she would just you know coach me train me tell me what to do okay you're gonna start in this show blah blah, blah. michael jackson show of course moise was insane as michael jackson i was a background dancer so i got a, my first taste of uh being in a show uh, because because monica actually you know, she, she took, she coached me on free time. And uh, once I got a taste for that, I wanted to be in all the shows, but of course that season, I couldn't, everything was sort of set up. I came later on in the, in in the season, Uh, but she put me wherever she could. And, uh, and that's it. So I just loved it. First time I got a chance to be on stage and to perform. I fell in love with it. Just loved it. And I loved the reaction from the crowd. You know, you did, your daytime job, whatever that may be, uh, in my case, tennis. And then at night, here I am performing like crazy. Crowds were cheering, standing ovations, loving it up. And here you are, part of that. You know, this uh, young 19-year-old from the West Island in Montreal, <laughs> getting that kind of, you know, at the tennis courts the next morning. Wow, good stuff. I saw you on the show. You know, it's pretty cool. Wow, you guys are so versatile. You guys could do so much. You guys are there for the arrivals, the parshers. You're doing ent- uh, daytime entertainment, nighttime evening stuff, shows, rehearsals. Like people recognize that, you know, like it's pretty pretty awesome. Do you remember the any of the names of the bigger shows that
0: winter of '99? Like, you know uh, what? I was before this interview. I was trying to think
1: of those shows in '99.
0: Yeah, it was Halloween. Uh, Halloween around '99, or it was it '99, 2000?
1: I think. Dude, Halloween was off the charts. Okay. Insane, amazing show. I mean, Michael Michael Jackson was a one show because Moise was just an insane Michael Jackson, and and the first and second rows, the quality of dancing was pro level, you know. So it was really, really such a good show, and the stage is like a real stage. It's, like, um, it's not like Paradise Island, it's a small stage, much bigger stage uh so the setup on stage was cool uh there was a lot going on yeah Uh, and then the halloween show was next for sure Uh, absolutely the halloween show was insane kind of
0: crazy signs were going around back then in winter 99 what'd you like Uh, what
1: were you doing where we had crazy crazy signs were so big and so high energy back then uh that we did soirees with crazy signs um and of course they would you know share the mic some guys would do it one night and then another guy another night and some nights it was uh i always remember this one night uh this guy paris i think he works the kids club he took the mic and ran that show all night long and he was running these crazy signs till like midnight. And the whole crowd, let me tell you, um, Punta Cana was what, capacity of 1,600 people, maybe less, can't remember, but tons of people, no one going away, man. Everyone wants more and more and more. And then the crazy signs uh, were then eventually moved into the pool. So it was done outside and then high energy, 1,000 people music's going everyone's involved everyone's dancing lights are still a light show going on outside uh this guy is animating the crazy signs the crazy signs eventually goes in into the pool all these people are now in the pool and it's just off the charts totally crazy crazy signs were such a huge thing uh when i started off just a high energy good feel good moment man
0: did you have any favorites? Like do you, uh, do you like um, wevelo or Tamake
1: or uh, you know I like Muveolo. I used to. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Muveolo was my uh, it's probably my favorite. Yeah, for sure. I used to. Uh, that was mine. <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> well, my, I, I, see, I seem to recall. <laughs> I used to run Muevolo, uh <laughs> on the mic uh, quite a bit. <laughs> I called you Mister Muveolo. Mister Muveolo. All
0: right now. So your summer, so summer's coming up. You arrive in the winter, July 14th's coming around. Uh, What do you have? Do you have any Bastille Day memories? Did you know what Bastille Day was? Did you know what the heck was going on?
1: I honestly didn't really know. Yeah. I heard of it, but it's a big deal for Club Med, right? (laughs) So I,
0: so I found Uh, out my first season. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect thinking "Mm, probably nothing big, but something huge so big event the village what i love about club is the emphasis on these big events you know and then the decoration in the village everyone partakes in putting it together you know so even if you're a tennis guy or you worked on the beach all day long well at some point in between you working on the beach you would come and help and uh, you would either help with the setup or the breakdown And, uh, obviously Bastille was a big deal and, uh, it would be soirée uh, champagne and it would be probably elegant night for sure as a theme. So yeah, they always went above and beyond on on that day, which is understandable.
0: Did you uh, have any time to learn any new skills while you're there? Like on a day off, there was a sport that you'd never tried that you wanted to try or would you just stick with tennis?
1: You know what? No, I loved the state. I love the state So I spent um, my next season, Paradise Island, I spent a lot of time, 2002, uh, learning all the shows. So I loved, loved, loved the stage. I wanted to be in every show. Of course, I was in every show uh, and the next seasons moving forward. Wow, you're a
0: choreographer's dream. and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm their nightmare because I try to get out of every show.
1: <laughs> yeah. In 2002, I actually created my own Michael Jackson number.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, a little spinoff from one of Moise's uh, numbers in 99 uh, uh, on, on, on the Michael Jackson show. So it was like a lip sync contest show. You, you remember that yes, one? Yes. And yeah. uh, I put together a Michael Jackson number. So I used to love that sport wise. Yeah, for sure, man. I've never windsurfed before. So I started windsurfing came all right. at thought beach volleyball, we used to play on a daily, you know? So yeah, there was definitely some of the beach and water sports that I picked up throughout the years uh, working in club mets. Well, Getting back to your
0: first season, because you said you spent about eight or nine months there. So I don't often ask this question or probably this is the first time. Now, did you have a vacation in between? there and if nope. so oh you didn't no vacation right?
1: how, co- how come i ran right through it because i came in late in the winter oh. season and i just sort of started the next year the summer season right away and then after that um, that was it contract over came back home
0: <clears throat> all right when you found out you had to uh, basically eat three meals a day with the guests so were you shy or were you always an extrovert
1: when you got uh-huh. uh,
0: clubbed your first season
1: I am no, it took time for sure. It wasn't, you know, with open arms. Yes, I get to eat with all these guests and it's cool and it's fun. And at one point I'm like, uh, okay, got to get used to this because this is a thing, you know, there's no going around this. This is part of the job. So you're allowed to eat what the guest eats from the buffet, but the only thing is you have to sit with the guests. And the whole idea behind that is the interaction with the guests, right? So it took me a little bit of getting used to, but yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. So obviously guests would become friends along the year. Uh, as you go along, you realize, I'll call it value, but it's it's quite enjoyable.
0: I found that to be enjoyable. Do you have any funny, mm-hmm. appropriate stories, experiences from your first season? Like a story you want to share? We'd all get a kick out of. Or or it could be a horror show, like, uh, you know. Or if you or if you don't remember any from your first season, it could be from yes. another, It could be from another season. But if it's funny, first, even better. But
1: <laughs> well, funny, Long first appropriate. season, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first season blunder. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. First, blunder. oh, yeah, hit, yeah. Tell me yes yeah, so uh geo quarters were like in an area where it was all geo's uh sort of two floor little mini apartments and so uh the main floor was a, a desk the shower and a bathroom and then you'd go up a narrow high flight of stairs and then you'd have the uh, your your bed and a little night table um so one night of course you know for season in club Med, and obviously there's a lot of partying going on, right? The nights are always animated, and so one night came back. I was a little bit uh, under the influence. It's called, uh, and I went up the stairs, went to bed. I uh, had to go down uh, to use the bathroom, of course, and then I fell down the whole flight of stairs, <clears throat> oh, oh boy. like top to bottom. I'd say <laughs> a good flight of, I mean, like twenty steps. But luckily, I landed on my ankle. So of course, uh, luckily. Luckily, I could have landed on my head. You know. Oh,
0: okay. Don't you need your ankles for <laughs> tennis?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do, and that was a bit of a problem. I thought it was—I yeah. thought it was done. To be honest, it's okay. uh, so a pretty cool story. I, yeah, basically went back to bed, thought nothing of it. okay. We'll see next day. Of course, uh, completely, could barely walk. I had to limp, swollen. Blah blah blah. I'm saying to myself, okay, this will pass. You know, I say I can't do shows, can't do anything. And uh, hopefully the inflammation will just drop and go down. Everything's going to be good, but it wasn't going away. So two weeks later, it's almost getting worse. And uh, I'm saying to myself, well, that's it. I'm done. You know, I probably have to go home and get this looked after, you know, two weeks is a long time. I was still teaching tennis. I was still doing like arrival departures, of course, limping everywhere. And what do you know? There was a guest from New York, I believe, and he was like some sort of healer, acupuncture guy. And he saw me. He's like, "Eh, "Let me, let me, let me have a look at that." You know. So he started um, getting the uh, blood to flow again. Started massaging the lower part of uh, my leg and uh, where my ankle is. I did some acupuncture and healed me. The swelling went down in a couple of days. When I was uh, I was back in business. Like Wait a noon. minute. Was this, uh, yeah. was this the right or left ankle? This was the
0: right ankle. Okay. Well, we both have something in common because I had an ankle injury too in Cana. Only I broke mine and uh, you, you, so, you, you found a healer. So, okay.
1: <laughs> I found a healer. It was like, well, I was done, basically. I, yeah. was, I couldn't carry on like that. It was a question of, let's see what happens. If it gets better with time, then great. If not, well, we'll have to send you home, right? You're no good to us like yeah. that. Have you limping around. And so this guy turns up and this was at tennis and he was, you know, he was coming around for tennis lessons or just playing with somebody else. And you know, obviously he saw me and he's like, yeah, you know what? Let me have a look at you. And uh, he started a couple of days. I think it was three days and swelling started going down. I owe my club med career to this guy. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that whole setup there with the room, the super steep, uh, staircase. And <laughs> as, as I
0: recall, cause I did, uh, I did briefly, uh, Punta Cana with Joker. I remember there yeah. were a lot of uh, tarantulas that would just hang on the wall, yeah. and Joker was yeah. afraid of the tarantulas. He wouldn't go in his room. There's one. So did you see a lot of uh, tarantulas? Yes,
1: yes. Okay. So, <laughs> season. There was a season, I think they called. Yeah. Trantula season in Punta um, was something else because obviously we're not used to that. And no, uh, they're pretty big. Eh? Are. They're pretty big, and they're just about everywhere, really. Yeah. Yep. And uh, well, everywhere. It's not like it's infested, but you see them you know wherever you turn you eat one or two and then at one point the locals were uh just saying Why well, guys relax you know because uh, i was walking back to the room one day some other geos and then some girl freaked out because she came close to one and then um that's when i got the reality checks like if you panic well expect the tarant- tarantula to jump on you You jump four feet you're cool nothing's gonna happen so he puts his arm on the wall Let's the tarantula go. You know, get on his, uh, get to his arm, onto his shoulder. He grabs it from his shoulder, puts back onto the wall, like nothing. Really, the local dude. He's like, okay, this is, is, (laughs) yeah, yeah, this is part. This is in our country. We're used. You know, this is nothing special for us. You just got to be cool. Everything's gonna be good. Wow. So I adopted that uh, philosophy. Everything's gonna be cool. And there won't be any issues. And then someone else gave me pretty good advice to keep a gecko as a pet in your room.
0: Scorpion eggs? So,
1: what's that? Because they eat the scorpion eggs? Yeah. That's what I heard. Yes. Yeah. Bugs, scorpions,
0: uh, biters. Of course, they do make that loud, and loud, annoying noise
1: at night. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? At some point, I wasn't too bothered by that because okay. uh, by the time we get back to the room, we're quite tired. Eh? I mean, we're working yes. like what? In our days, really? I mean, not even kidding. That's the kind of days we were doing. So by the time we rolled back into the room, it was over.
0: Now, as your first season's drawing to a close, did you fill out a, a dream sheet for your second season at all? Because it was still about two years before I'd meet you in uh, Paradise yeah. Island. So if you finished at the end of 99, where did you go next? And did you request to go there? I didn't
1: go anywhere next. We not. You went back I, to Montreal? I went back to Montreal, man. Okay. I was, uh, you know get Back to Montreal, friends, this and that big circle of friends. So, okay, everyone's moving, everyone's doing stuff. And okay, some uh, job was presented to me and took it. Took the job at the time, uh, working in another retail outlet, managing a retail outlet, and uh, and that was it. You know, so, uh, for sure, I get the Club Med Blues right away, but then you quickly fall into that normal life routine. You know, um, it's not like it worked. 10 years in the club matter, uh, where really I had a hard time adjusting. I did one season and a half, so and in my mind, I can always go back to club, and you did, and I did, man. I did. So, So Paradise was your second season, second season, Paradise Island
0: 2002.
1: Are we getting into that, or well,
0: yeah, 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 because that's where we uh, we met, and as you know, I had uh, so I want to ask you a question, I had. I had tennis on. I don't, I'm determined to get the whole Paradise Island uh, team on. So nice. <laughs> you're, ne- you're next, Petri. So I want to ask you a question. I asked tennis. you know, you can't name yourself, but who did you consider? Because you had a lot of talent on that tennis team. Who did you consider yeah. the best tennis player? So I'm going to ask you. You can't say yourself. So who did you consider the best tennis yeah. player at Paradise Island?
1: Consider the best tennis player? Oh, well, uh, definitely uh, definitely Johnny ATP. Johnny ATP wait a minute
0: no no that was on the that was on your your go team oh
1: literally on the team yes
0: 2003 yeah like out of you renato petri tanis ah why do i keep forgetting the guy from spain uh is he from spain miguel yes miguel and then uh, you also had the other guy from montreal oh i'm so bad with yes Fabrice. so out of all those guys i mean like because you had a big team who do you consider you know we were
1: we were all quite even
0: <laughs> okay see that's a that's a politician right there okay well for, forget trudeau
1: peter's running honestly for that's Prime Minister. Okay. honest answer i don't think anyone really stood out okay. you know like Petri wasn't that much better than anyone else we were all pretty much same level some okay. guy had better qualities than others you know like yeah uh, you know miguel had a strong friend renato had a create unbelievable backhands like you know like a lot of guys had their thing what was your thing what was your overall.
0: thing forehand backhand
1: smash yeah yeah probably both Forehand, on okay. backhand solid baseliner i would have to say who did tana say it's crazy. i i i have to go back and check i could have sworn she said right.
0: renato but i don't don't quote me but i uh renato's coming to mind um yes i, I know gabby gabby said renato was the best answer that i that i know from yeah <laughs> when i interviewed gabby but
1: uh, <laughs> yes that was good man Renato yeah. was such a great showman for well, sure. Well,
0: yeah, you guys did the number, uh, you know the uh, the Backstreet Boys number, right? And then Renato asked me to be in it. I don't know why, but okay. yeah, you were. Uh, you <laughs> but uh, know, we all, getting... uh, we are all, yeah, that's still up there. <laughs> <laughs> you are my fire. UNG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Oh, it was American. a fun. It was a fun number. I'm glad he asked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good times, man. Just fun times, right?
0: Yeah. Just did you, have... uh, out of all your seasons, did you meet any celebrities? I or even that. it could be athletes too, you know, singers.
1: Yeah, and... athletes, tennis. We met Justine Henin. At the time, she was number one in the world, so she was on her honeymoon. What country? Um, Belgium. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was the number one female tennis player. She did she,
0: did she come out? Did she play at all
1: on her honeymoon? She did not play though. Oh her, no. Her husband at the time, I think he was fiance. They were or they just got married. Um, he was on the court every single day, so he wanted to hit with us. Was he good? Uh, Yeah, he was all right. Yeah, obviously not a pro player, but very good for sure. There was, um, we have pictures. uh, I think I posted them on Facebook a few times of uh, at the time, top 30 or 50 in the world uh, players that were there on vacation, slash training a little bit with their coaches uh, Martin Verkirk and Raymond Sluter. Um, Don't really, you don't hear about these guys today, but back then (laughs) they were, uh, yeah popular guys uh top within the top 100 in the world so it's pretty cool other than that anyone famous uh, anyone famous i can't recall otherwise no did you guys like when we did that wasn't my choice but
0: did you like when we did the the weekly bocce ball turn nightly tournament on your courts <laughs> your nice clay courts did you like that uh, I
1: mean, <laughs> it bothered me man it was part of yeah. it's part of the deal you know we do events we do stuff and club Med is just not tennis it's everything else too so If there was bocce, as long as the courts were repaired next day, uh, we're all good. But Petri might have a different answer to that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll find (laughs) out. Well, it uh, it, it also (laughs)
0: wasn't the best uh, surface for bocce. You know, I did almost 10 years of bocce, and that wasn't really the best surface for for bocce bocce. if you think about it, because it would roll really far, right? I mean, there was no, like, there's no give it. Just, you know, usually you do it on nice, hard-packed sand, right? But this was, uh, I found it too too slick for bocce.
1: <laughs> well no, clay quartz Greg, um, clay quartz, uh, the clay on the court probably a little bit like sand, but yeah, the sand on the boc court was more I was, compact. I was just was trying to a find a,
0: I was just trying to find an excuse why I'd lose so so much. So um, oh, you're shooting okay. down that theory. Okay. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I guess yeah, I guess I got worse as I got a, <laughs> got into Clement. <club laughs> <ed.
1: laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So then was Paradise your last season?
1: No, so Paradise 2002, I decided to go back. I called it in again, and it was a quick, okay, we we got a spot uh, in Paradise Island right away. But we're sending you to Florida first to go through the ATP training to, become, to be able to teach the ATP program.
0: Didn't you teach, wait a minute, didn't you teach ATP? No, no, I mean like, okay, when we met in Paradise, did you go to, yeah. after that, did you go to and do another uh, season?
1: Uh, after we had met yes yeah yeah where did you you go i got promoted to uh well promoted i i basically became land sport head of land sports or chief of land sports i should say in cancun wow in in 2003 so i did a season there oh okay so you're just before us there okay yeah so So
0: 2004
1: yeah you went in four
0: yeah okay Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Wow. That must've been fun, huh?
1: Yeah. Really cool. Different vibe. It was high energy in terms of like the nightlife, right? It's a singles resort. So yeah. The, the, we'd be on all the way till wee hours in the morning. I mean, rehearsals in Cancun started at like 1230, one o'clock in the morning Yes, sometimes, because we'd have to get the party going. And once the party was sort of, on its way and established then geos that are in the show the next day. Well, rehearsal at 1230 before you go back to the nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> so it was quite long. I had a bit of a, I think towards the end of it, I had a bit of a physical burnout. I think it was too much, you know, for me, all this mismanaging my, uh, not my time, but my priorities at night, you know, always partying every single night. <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. <laughs> uh, kind of burnt out towards... Uh, well, you had the great towards, nightlife uh,
0: in Cancun, you know. You, yeah,
1: you yeah. Your, um, there were shuttles. Off. We yeah. had, we would just turn up with our... daddios, you
0: know.
1: Yeah, daddy o, Daddy Rocks, uh, yeah. Fat Tuesdays, all these places. If you were in Geo from Med, you can just get in anywhere, right? So there was a lot of that. And so anyway, that was too much... Um, and uh, after that season, I had to take a break. Took a break, and then 2005 went back to Paradise Island. Oh, you did. Tana there, reconnected with Tanis. Oh
0: yeah! Wow. Yeah,
1: she was there, um, and uh, did a f- season there. And then after that, in 2006, Columbus Island, and that was my last contract. Wow. Yeah. Nice.
0: I think you've already answered this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. I'm just going to word it differently. Uh, so of all the seasons you yep. you did, was there one that you would consider magical? Was it the first one because of the incredible team that you were in and it was your first one? Or do you just think they're all special in, in you know in different ways? Or did that
1: first season for you really stand out? Well, that first season for me was entertainment-wise, next level. Like wow, the 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 shows, Greg, it's just off the charts, man the real deal of professional stuff the everyone all the everyone involved it was just so
0: amazing but did you read Would you read did you realize it at the time you know because your first season you don't you don't really know what you're walking into so did it really hit you in your next season or it just or it really hit you while you were there like holy crap even though i'm new this is um this is not normal there's an incredible amount of talent here so did you realize yep. this right away or only in your second yes. season
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, for sure. I realized that right away. The talent was all around me everywhere. There was talent everywhere. I mean, guys that were killing the mic and they were passing the mic around, and everyone's bloody good on the mic and everyone's animating. And like I was saying, the shows are just amazing. Sports, so much talent uh, in sports. I mean, it was just incredible to be honest, uh, that season. Chief of Village was next level. I think probably talent-wise might have been the best Chief of Village I've had. Yeah, and uh, and then the other seasons was more of the, now I know what it takes to become that Chiyo, right? So I wanted to be involved, heavily involved. And I loved the whole 2002 to 2003 in Paradise Island when we met, the whole that whole family environment. I mean, we had amazing season 2003 two and three uh, when we met that team we had was phenomenal we still talk about it today like i mean t- 20 years yeah. later yeah, like, yeah how amazing was that you know, like he, everyone there was like family we were so tight it was so amazing people from all over the world at this one resort creating this atmosphere and doing what they what they do to shine yeah man it was just it was just awesome wow all right Pretty much what i uh, what i thought you would say <laughs> you know 2002 2003 it was the family It was the actual place itself. Because let's be honest, you got to live this. So, you know, Paradise Island was magical, man. (laughs) And some people didn't get a chance to go there. Like, holy moly, how amazing was that place? You know, one side of the harbor, the other side, this amazing stretch of beach and ocean. And Club Med is in between that. The setup, the layout is perfect. It's just like a dream, postcard dream that we were living. Mm -hmm. And here we are playing sports, teaching sports, you know creating atmosphere on this small island <laughs> it's just unbelievable with a guy named big big on it yeah, <laughs> he's great man yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um and uh yeah he's i haven't heard from him in a while uh, i've been
0: <laughs> trying forever to get him on so he says he's coming on but oh boy man
1: <laughs> yeah he timing is everything
0: does. no he wants he, to but uh, it's just it's taken a while to get him on
1: <laughs> yeah i I, I told him does.
0: I told him he, he could speak Biglish if he wants. It's okay. Because, yeah, you know, he created his own language, right? We called it Biglish. <laughs> you know, Big
1: Big's a little shy. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, you know, oh, he's coming. I'm, we're going to get he's him. <laughs> him big. Uh, he's going to listen to this. And, yes. uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, Big. no, <laughs> <Big>. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we're going to get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maybe I'll send him a message on Facebook, but uh, yeah, he was awesome, man. He's just a good energy, like good energy, people, yeah. good vibe, great guy. Always in a good mood. He's uh, been Clement forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pirate, I bumped into him I recently, believe it oh, or not, oh, cool. uh, Clement Turks and Caicos two years ago. Okay. Yeah. We went on a, uh, we went there because I wanted to show my wife, uh, look, this is what I did for close to five years, blah, blah, blah. And um, wow, things have <laughs> wait, changed. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Should you have taken your wife to a singles village? Shouldn't you have taken her to a family village no, and say, no, say this no, is what I did? No, okay. no, no, no. Turks <laughs> is not like that anymore. It's not like Cancun. There's that whole single vibe. Oh, this. that's right. That's okay.
0: You're right. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah you're right. Yeah. It's uh yeah, very it's really very laid back, right? It's I,
1: not like the uh whole party all day long. Like, like my Turk. first
0: like my first season when I was there in ninety-four. No, it's not like that. No. Was that Turks in ninety four? That's that was my first season, oh, yeah. Wow. And, and I didn't yeah. know what I was walking into. I didn't know anything about club, Met. Yeah, I was <clears throat> a complete uh, lamb, you know, to the slaughter. And you <laughs> left the Turks oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Because uh, the guy that told me about Club Med, he never explained about singles and family resorts. He never mentioned that. He, I, I never understood what he was talking about because I'd never been on vacation. And that's where they sent me. And I didn't know what I was walking into. And I knew nothing about New York and New York charters and (laughs) so yeah it was very eye-opening but yeah i heard i heard like geos don't even have to go to the bar at seven anymore i hear this now like you know or or you can't you can't play beer pong anymore
1: Uh, no 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 geos are very limited as to what they can do uh things have changed obviously you know the beards is tolerated (laughs) in our day we have to shave twice a day (laughs) oh yeah that's right yeah clean cut and shoes and you'd always be presented proper within the theme of the day so that was such a big thing and you couldn't there was no options. Like you just had to play by those rules. Um, I'm watching Geos now. Uh, I don't know, it could have been a coincidence. That season, that Chief of Village was more laid back. I don't know. Geos were like non existent practically. And in our time, that was impossible. Geos were everywhere. There was always something going on in the day whether it's a sporting event or a thing or a, a passage, uh, something animation, something. But there was always something. It was lively. It was, uh, you know, you would see GEOs in the village all the time. And I took her there. I'm like, this is like a normal resort. There's barely any GEOs. I don't see anybody. A couple GEOs hanging with, with each other at the bar. You know, all these things that you're not supposed to do <laughs> yeah. in our time anyway. Yeah, as long as you're with a guest or there's no guests around and we're waiting to do something then we would do that of course we we would do that anyway but i mean but yeah when i went it was just like non-existent to nila and and that's where i bumped into pirate he was on a small contract he was helping the beach team out so we had lunch together and he's like yeah c'est it's not the same <laughs>
0: well, i'm glad we uh it we,
1: not at all the same but you know i'm
0: glad we got to do it when we did brother
1: Oh, we did it the best <laughs> times, man. Yeah, you know, Not those outrageous years. It was sort of clean years. I mean, yeah. debauchery nonetheless, but clean. Let's call it that. And um, yeah. yeah, man, just, uh, just great
0: times. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your experience with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Very nice <laughs> of you. Thank sure. you, Peter.
1: Thank am you, I, am I,
0: before I let you go, am I forgetting to ask you anything or is there something you want to say about Club Med? Like, I don't want I don't want you to leave without, you know, like if I forgot
1: some, to ask you something, please tell me now. <laughs> I want to say this about Club Med. Club Med brought so much out of me, man. It's like I have to say that Club Med was an amazing school for me. I'll speak for myself. I know a lot of people have mentioned it, too. And I learned so much coming out of Club Med, like. Being able to, my level of communication has like grown tremendously at a young age uh, because you very well know in Club Med, it's all about communicating with the guests. So you're in constant communication with people from anywhere around the world. So it could be different languages, not that you're speaking the language, but you're communicating with someone. It could be all sorts of different walks of life. And um, so you really gain some amazing tools and skills as you go along. Uh, confidence. You come out of Club with this unbelievable level of confidence. You know, I was in all the shows at one point. So it sort of takes a certain level of confidence to do that. And then you bring that back into uh, the real world, into your career, into what you want to do next. And, and you shine in certain ways that you wouldn't maybe have that experience had you not had the uh, Club Med, uh, or I should say the Club Med experience. Um, so, yeah, um, those are just a few things that I've learned from Club Med that have really helped me in, in my career and what I do today.
0: Well spoken and well said, sir. Couldn't put it better myself. Wow! I so I think you would uh, agree, with me, right? <laughs> I do. I agree wholeheartedly with you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Peter from Montreal. Uh, thank you so much again for coming on, Peter. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. Keep keep it up. Thank you, sir. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Say bye, Peter. Bye.